Hello, I'm Cecilia Fitzgibbon, president of Moore College of Art and Design, and I'm delighted to be speaking with you today, especially since we're talking about one of my favorite subjects, a topic that I taught for 15 years, that is leadership. I want you to reflect. Do you think you're a leader? Do you want to be? The good news is that you will discover that you are leaders and hopefully learn how you might grow and think about your leadership in a different way. Yes, leadership can be learned. So now that I've pronounced you all leaders, what does that mean? What do you need to know? How do you need to grow? If leaders are to be admired and respected, they must have the ability to see across the horizon of time and imagine what might be. But once they develop that vision, they have to convince others to trust their judgment, to follow. In order to develop that trust, a leader must be credible. Credibility is the foundation of leadership. Like reputation, it is something that is earned over time. In fact, credibility takes a lifetime to build and can be destroyed in an instant. This quality becomes very important in a time of overwhelming cynicism caused by scandals and betrayals by leaders, obscene compensation, quality illusions, and suspicions of power. In fact, quick fix doesn't work any longer. If you don't believe in the messenger, you won't believe the message. When leaders are asked to define their ideal leader, it's not uncommon to hear an emphasis on intelligence. Frequently left off the list are the qualities that are a personal reflection of the individual. But recent studies indicate that leaders who are honest, competent, inspirational, and look to the future receive kudos as the most influential leaders in life and work. Current research also supports that although a certain degree of analytical and technical skill is a minimum requirement for success, what is called emotional intelligence serves as an accurate predictor to distinguish those who will outperform the capable managers. By combining emotions and thinking, leaders can build a flourishing career and cultivate lasting, meaningful relationships with credibility as the cornerstone of their relationship. So here's a formula for you to think about. Honesty plus competence plus inspiring equals credibility. I'll say that again. Honesty plus competence plus inspiring equals credibility. Since 1987, when the authors James Cousins and Barry Posner first published their research on leadership, the elements of honesty, competence, and inspiring has led the top four characteristics of admired leaders, with honesty ranking first in all three editions. Inspiring or forward-looking has been in second place since 1995, which really talks and suggests that we're at a time, and have been for a while, where this capacity to look to the future becomes a very important characteristic of leaders. If people are willing to follow someone, they need to know that the person is worthy of their trust. 
They want to know that that person is truthful, ethical, and principled. We're talking about honesty all the time under every circumstance. This does not mean you should not develop styles to deliver the truth, but it does mean that you must deal in the truth. Credibility is mostly about consistency between words and deeds. When you do what you say you are going to do. It may sound very basic, but this simple premise becomes the foundation of trust. Do what you say you will do. Constituents measure honesty by gauging the leader's behavior, regardless of what the leader says about their own integrity. People wait to be shown. They observe the behavior. Consistency between word and deed is how people judge someone to be honest. In the research, some of the most common behaviors cited about leaders, as told by those who they influenced, was that they supported me, had the courage to do the right thing, challenged me, developed and acted as a mentor to others, they listened, they celebrated my good work, they followed through on their commitments, trusted me, shared the vision, opened doors, admitted mistakes, and solved problems creatively. That's a tall order. We don't have all of those, but those are some of the characteristics and behaviors that people said about leaders who influence them. So be thinking about those. Inspiring underscores the importance of lifting spirits, delivering enthusiasm that will become contagious. In many ways, leaders become cheerleaders. Competence is the knowledge of the business realized. Carrigan and Master say, your value as a leader is determined not only by your guiding beliefs, but also by your ability to act on them. To strengthen credibility, you must continually improve your existing abilities and learn new ones. This takes time and attention and implies that competency in the business realized is a very important part of developing credibility as a leader. In the arts, this is particularly important as our field is constantly changing. Having the capacity to honor artistic tradition and embrace new methods, display discipline-based knowledge, in the case of people making art, hand skills, in the case of people managing art, the understanding of what the creative enterprise is about, and also accommodating evolving technologies all lend to a leader's competence. A white paper on credibility published by CoachesWork.com references Kuzis and Posner. It says, we must acknowledge that as a society, we put leaders in some very awkward situations. After demanding that they remain credible, we undermine them, expecting them to focus on a clear and steadfast direction for the future, when in fact the future isn't always that clear. Aspiring leaders must then learn to balance their personal desire to achieve specific outcomes with the constituents need to believe 
that the leader has their best interest at heart. Because of these competing standards, leaders must also be diligent in guarding their personal credibility. Okay, just to make you feel a little bit more comfortable, there is not a leader in history who has had 100% of their potential constituents enlisted. I think back to the um, famous quote of Abraham Lincoln, you can please some of the people some of the time. Knowing that leadership is not a popularity contest, those who aspire to this role must thrive on tensions between their own calling and the desires voiced by their followers. Does credibility make a difference? If the loyalty and commitment, energy and productivity of others to get the job done matters, then it does. The credibility of leadership is what determines whether people will want to give a little more of their time, talent, and energy, experience, intelligence, creativity, and support, whether they're all in. Constituents of credible leaders act with moral commitment in following a common purpose. Those with little or no credibility can threaten or entice, but threat, power, position, and money do not earn commitment. They earn compliance. Credibility goes far beyond employee attitudes and loyalty. As identified in Kuzis and Posner, a study by Bain and Company researchers found that the center of gravity for business loyalty, whether it be the loyalty of customers, employees, investors, suppliers, or dealers, and in our case, stakeholders, volunteers, is the personal integrity of the senior leadership team and its ability to put its principles into practice. Credibility, respect, and loyalty is earned when leaders demonstrate by their actions that they believe in the inherent self-worth of others, when they have a philosophy and they act in ways that are consistent with it. Credibility, respect, and loyalty is earned when people do what they say they will do. There is a first step toward being a credible leader, and it has to do with discovering what is important to you so that you can use those values as a compass to describe and guide your interactions with others. Some people refer to it as a moral center. Others talk about it as values. According to Kuzis and Posner, this is done first through a clarification of personal credo or values, then by acquiring competence, by building and expanding skills, and finally by building your self-confidence. So the first step, clarifying your credo. Stating, this I believe. One does this by defining values and using them as a guide. Without this self-awareness, it is easy to be distracted by conflicting or inconsistent behaviors. 
There are many values clarification tools out there, and I would encourage you to find them and use them. Number two involves acquiring competence. As previously mentioned, people must have the knowledge and abilities to perform their tasks and live up to their promises by being genuine and demonstrating ability. Number three requires building self-confidence and strengthening self-belief. Confidence can be built by acquiring mastery experiences, doing the task well, by observing role models, and seeking inspiration. And in this case, there is nothing wrong with being a copycat. And bolstering self-confidence by developing a support network. A capability is only as good as its execution. People fail to perform optimally because they doubt their ability to put those skills to use in a particular situation. And here's where leadership comes in. It follows that if a person does not believe that they can meet the challenges of a particular task, even when they have the requisite skills to do so, they have no business trying to lead a group under those circumstances. In other words, you have to have the self-confidence to be able to inspire others to follow you. We should have well-founded confidence in our skills before involving others. So here is my leadership challenge to you. Recognize yourself as a leader. Cultivate and protect your credibility by doing what you say you will do. And be driven in your interactions with others by a strong, value-based philosophy. Use your artistic and design talents to gaze across the horizon of time and articulate a vision of what things could be, and then lead others toward that vision. Thank you.